You're listening to the Sci-Fidelity Podcast, Episode 161, It Wasn't Starfleet. Like the new, edgier Star Trek, this podcast features adult content and swearing, so go to Yellow Alert if there are children in sensor range. Patrick, I've been playing Borderlands 3, and the best thing about Borderlands 3 is you can download and import whole characters, all their guns, their entire build, all of their money, and everything, all in one shot. And it doesn't remap your keys. Like, your layout of your controls stays with you, and you just drive this other character and its abilities. That's freaking awesome. That's awesome. It's also a little weird, right? Because I feel as you make your build and do whatever, you, you're, the, your character's kind of personalized, personalized. So it feels like I'm kind of driving somebody else. You're driving yeah. somebody else's mech. It is. It's a yeah. bit like that. But you get their entire inventory as well. So you can have pretty much the best guns in the entire game, move them into your vault. But it also gives you the ability to back up your characters. So if you mm. fuck up, you can always go back. Say, oh, uh, I'm not paying for a respect, son. I'm just going back. I'm just, I'm just going back to when I was only at this level. Yeah, um, right. yeah. It's like the being John Malkovich of the Borderlands universe. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Brian. Since you don't normally that. get to, I got that one. <laughs> Since you don't normally get to chime in on video game stuff, I actually have a question. And remember, keep it short, because that's not what this episode's about. Uh, <laughs> I understand you've actually finished the first Mass Effect. You've gotten much farther than I have. What would you think of the first game? <laughs> I I really liked it. I mean, I can see how a lot of players would skip most of those little, all those side quest planets and and get through it way faster than I did. But um, because certainly the main storyline is much more enriched, enriched, well thought out, well acted, well written, and all of that other stuff than the side missions, which are fun, but but definitely a different sort of beast. Um, I, being a completionist, tried to do everything except some of the training stuff on Pinnacle Station, where it was like, I don't give a shit about this stuff. It's all in a holodeck. But um, I'm already at a virtual world. I don't need a virtual character in a virtual world. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I, I really liked it. I liked the ending. I liked the the, the way they they built out the ending. Somebody's right don't, after don't, the big don't twist. Don't say too much. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right after the big twist about what the hell is going on. Once you learn that, less than 24 hours later, I ended up sitting next to two nerds who spoiled it. But I'd already played it tw less than 24 hours earlier. I was like, whoa, I almost missed that bullet. <laughs> I, 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 or I almost got that bullet. One of uh, these yeah. days, I'm going to have to actually 
actually play. I, yeah. I, I've owned it for, I think, over a decade, and yeah. I still have never played Jeez. any of them. Uh, so. I, uh, I, I certainly I was completely on board with number two, and while well, I've only done a, two hours of number two, it it's like a roller coaster picking up where the last one ends off. And, and people say number one is a, is a nor action movie. And number two is just a big blockbuster action movie. And it certainly feels that way so far. It's like, wow, this is so cool. I've, I've always heard that the second one is apparently the high point. So, (laughs) well, I, I guess, yeah, I haven't played enough of the second to really say that for sure, but it certainly hits the ground running and builds on everything you picked up from the last game. So, all right. Well, I was just curious since, uh, I saw on steam that you were playing mass effect two, And my first immediate thought was son of a bitch. He's (laughs) on the second one already. Uh, I, am not a I, I thought player. for certain you were going to play it for like maybe three hours and be like, I don't play video games and then just do something else. <laughs> no, this, this son of a bitch has already played through the whole first game. God damn it. <laughs> well, it, it, it was good. Uh, I, and I'm only, I was only playing about three hours, two to three hours a week on average. So it took okay, me quite a while. Don't make me look bad. Yeah. Oh. Don't make me look like our friend Jason, who is still trying to finish Lost. Um, you you, you want to be the guy that plays Mass Effect, but not bad enough yeah. to drop something else to get it. Yeah, that's kind of the problem. Yeah, That's a, that's a tough spot. Yeah, well, I would do it. I will that's say like that wanting to pull, it's like wanting to learn how to play the saxophone or something and going out and buying a saxophone and you still 10 years later, you can't play shit on the saxophone. <laughs> that's, that's exactly except the difference is almost can't play anything implies that you've done more with that saxophone <laughs> than I've done with Matt's I, I will say this one. <laughs> I will you get it out and you hold it once in a while. You're like, look. I will throw this one blindingly obvious point out. The first game is old, and the longer you put it off, the more aged and and dated it is going to feel. That's fair. That's fair. I still need to play Kotar, though. So anyway, um, welcome to the Cyphedelity Podcast. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. And this is Steve. Welcome aboard. Thank you for downloading, listening, and subscribing to the show. Today, we're going to continue our discussion on Star Trek Picard, the CBS all-access wonder show that brought back Jean-Luc Picard and all of his cute little friends to go trouncing through space and solve the galaxy's problems and create some new ones. Let's if go you heard out. episode uh, 160... Then uh, you heard the first part of this discussion, and we're just carrying on. Yeah, this show is the continued adventures of an old man and some people he used to know, because anybody from the old shows didn't really last for more than one episode. It's kind of like the show itself in that, you know, we should have been able to wrap this up in one episode, and instead we're dragging it out over two. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's good enough you go back for seconds. Yep. So in case you didn't pick up on that, that was Steve's subtle hint that if you didn't listen to 160, go back and listen to fucking 160. What the hell are you doing? This is this is part yes. two of who wants to just listen to part two of two? You got to get part one. Anyway, mostly this They're is gonna- part two of two. It was going to be one of one, but I am just I'm all revved up about it now. Because I didn't get to all the points that I wanted to discuss, so eventually I we will get to seven of uh, part seven of nine. 
You know, I hate you so much. So many years ago, I wanted to have a four-person group to do this podcast, and Brian seemed like a good choice. And everyone listening, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know then what I know now. Like, he knew a lot about Star Wars and Star Trek and Doctor Who, and those were big back then, but and then we realized that that was it. So, you know, he like <laughs> he doesn't was do the homework. He doesn't come back and like he doesn't expand his horizons. Whatever. This is why that we was have to do we- <laughs> two episodes about Picard. This is the only way Brian's going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> this was before we realized that the Star Wars franchise was going to die in 2019. That's killing anyone's desire to ever watch a Star Wars movie. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the next few years, yeah. This, this was also before we realized that he hated he hated Clone Wars, which many people say is like amazing Star Wars. We're like, well, good, you're not even good enough for that. Great, great. Well, I, I will say I'm off on the Text Trek podcast doing reviews of uh, each episode of Picard there, so it's not like I haven't had a chance to talk. Are about you it. are you plugging another He's... podcast on this show? Why don't you look? You've already <laughs> pissed me off, and now you piss me off a second time. Are you so plugging I need you our to show leave the on room. this one? On that one? Are you plugging our show on that yeah. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Are plan you? To. Answer the question. You oh, plan oh, to? Oh, oh, to. oh, oh! What do you mean you oh, plan you know to? What? You better say my name. You better say my name. <laughs> We'll right. find out who's zooming who, Brian. You just gonna go to your side piece and not even mention that we've been here for like a decade now. I can hear Beyonce, you Beyonce wouldn't right even now. Be able to do a podcast <laughs> if it wasn't for exactly. me, Brian. We're the ones that taught you, you how to turn on a camera, how to put a microphone on your face. You were just you were just spitting into the wind. You didn't have shit. Hear. You were just out shit. there talking to, to random to people in technique. restaurants. I remember when oh, you yeah. didn't have a chopstick to tape to your microphone. Who who gave you that? That was me. You remember that podcast microphone? Plug. You remember that? Plug? I remember that. Plug the show on them. There, it was just a, back in season one of or season two of Discovery that I last plugged this show. I don't think oh. I mentioned it while we were doing the Picard episode. Why? Why? Yes, I did plug it once. He's like, I got to turn the knife a full two hundred and seventy degrees, y'all. Like, I don't, I don't just stick it in. I got to twist it, and then I, you know, saw it a little bit. I think the last time I plugged this show was when mm. we were talking about the Star Trek animated show. No one, dude, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you guys not realize I'm embarrassed by you people? So I, I'm just waiting here so until that other that other podcast takes off. When Brian says you people, he means us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I've anyway, known, I've known anyway. for a long time, Brian. Yeah, <laughs> we got our eyes on you, Brian. <laughs> So, you know, we talked about Picard for like, hey, you know, 20 minutes, but we never got to the part, like the biggest thing about it, which was the cynical outlook for the Federation, which was my biggest problem with the show, right? Because Star Trek is supposed to be what we should aspire to. This is what, this is the pinnacle of human civilization that we can reach. We can have a living utopia and what happens? The only way they can make a new show is if we're just like, oh, yeah, and everybody, everything's corrupt. And every, you know, we got Romulans running the security and there's murdering people on the home soil. And, oh, yeah, we're going to be xenophobic, too. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. Romulans, yeah, the xenophobia was a little surprising. I mean, I understand that they've never loved Romulans, but 
I've never seen them be xenophobic about Wait, it. You, that what was exact, weird. Which exact parts of or, or, were you referring to for the xenophobia? Uh, well, I'll just be straight up honest with you. The Fox News allegory in the first episode <laughs> was a little irritating. And this is coming from a guy who I will freely acknowledge fucking hate Fox News. <laughs> but I don't need that in my Star Trek. That was weird. Like, I was like, that's weird. I've never seen them do that before, and I'm not enjoying it. Like, this is an irritating thing that you've decided to add. And okay. the that interview was fairly xenophobic towards Romulans. And I was like, I don't I don't understand why we're doing this. Well, I, I guess I mean, it was also like- a, a predatory interview, right? It yeah. was yeah. yeah. It was gotcha journalism. Yes. Yeah. Which you would hope that we would have moved past um, that far into the future. I mean, and, we don't use currency anymore, and uh, Picard can't stand up and just slap the <laughs> shit out of this woman. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe they have true equality then, and he could do it, and it'd be fine. Yeah, because that's the thing. What's the what's the point of it? What's what does this person get out of it? Because I was under the impression that as a human race, that type of ambition had been kind of bred out of us. Well, I, I I thought so too. Like, what's the motivation for doing this anyway? Like, the money focused journalism should be gone, right? Yeah. Well, I would say the ambition yeah. could be that they want the most viewers, but so but I'm why, not saying though? that ambition is out because there have been lots of ambitious people in various episodes True of enough. Star Trek. Yes. But what I would hope for would be that the general Federation populace would say. Oh, what is this bullshit? What are you, what is this gotcha journalism? I'm not listening to that shit. And they would just turn off, right? So they're not looking for the tabloid sort of thing because right, we would okay. have evolved past No, no, that. I, I'll, a, a, the, the existence of gotcha journalism in the Federation, I mean, it's one data point. So well, how much do you want to extrapolate from that? But yes, it does seem yeah, a little, it is perhaps well, the sort of thing one Roddenberry data point, would not approve of. But front and center too. To be clear, to be fair, this isn't gotcha journalism in the Federation. This is gotcha journalism on Earth. Yeah. Well, which is fair. the seat of the Federation of Planets. So it's, it's the seat. Of, I'm just trying to make the distinction yeah. that a lot of people I do think miss a lot of the times that when you watch Star Trek, you are not watching Earth. You are watching a part of Earth, which is the Starfleet. And I, I make that distinction because I do think Starfleet is intended to be the best of us, but not necessarily everybody on Earth is like Starfleet. Yeah, well, that's they, the only reason that I make high, that distinction. A, a, mm-hmm. High standards for getting into Starfleet. I would right. So I would disagree with that, Michael. Just because I've heard multiple people refer to Earth as you know Utopia, Eden, and these are like other races. They're mm-hmm. like you know this is perfection right and you're not gonna right. it's not like starfleet is the gated community of future earth and then right. it's elysium all on the outside of it like it's <laughs> well, no, no. like I, the whole I, planet is clear. pretty nice right <laughs> i, I want to be clear i know that, that they're saying rad, that though. like earth is a utopia i'm just trying to and it's a very minor distinction that i'm making yeah. i'm just trying to make the point that when we're saying i would expect better from starfleet well to be fair this isn't technically starfleet that's doing that in that that's not yeah. the federation so, so fair enough that's that might not be that might not be the starfleet news right i also have to say patrick stewart's performance of that interview was one of the high points of the whole show for me so even if the which echoes what you said earlier you didn't necessarily like the ideas in of the show but you love the execution patrick Yeah. yeah um i his moment where he says it wasn't starfleet anymore is one of the most moving things i've ever seen on television in my life yes did you cry 
I took it as yes, I this cried. Is why, <laughs> I took it as, and this is actually why I kind of don't like it. I think it was acted well, but I took it as a moment where subtext became text. <laughs> they removed all subtlety and just had Picard state the subtext out loud, and I was a little irritated by that. Which was that was irritating to you? <laughs> but just I think a little bit. I. It was meant to be powerful. That's yeah. why. I mean, shit, it broke Brian. Yeah. <laughs> it did. It also made perfect sense when Starfleet was later like, yeah, fuck you, Picard. Get out. <laughs> Sheer fucking hubris. You know, as yeah. the Admiral said. They're like, yeah, after that, I can totally see why Starfleet doesn't want this political hot potato coming in demanding all this stuff. I'm a little surprised that they keep dropping f bombs on Picard. Yeah, that was <laughs> on a, Star Trek in general. Like I, I I've never been coming, the person. I guess I've never if been they're the not airing it, then why the fuck not? Yeah, I've never Look been the person us, that would have been like, I don't want f bombs in Star Trek until I started getting f bombs in Star Trek, and I was like, oh yeah, I could do without this. <laughs> I, 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 they always felt awkward on Discovery. I thought they felt fairly organic on Picard. Uh, agreed, agreed. It seems like uh, like what about the level of violence? What on this? In which, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> this was a little gru- this was a little bit more gruesome, right? Which is a yeah, bit, it was. which is a bit uh, you know, uh, justice for Egypt, uh which I you know, yeah. I, I like that Whoa. they brought in those old characters from the universe. Like, yeah, people still exist and they did more shit and blah blah blah. Mm. But damn, like fucking we're hunting yeah. people down for their fucking Borg bits. Fuck, yeah. man. They- they started yeah. an episode like a Saw movie. I know. And yeah. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, 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 the uh, Chabon or whatever the guy's, uh, uh, the, the showrunner, he has a thing for doing things to people's eyes in this show. Mm. Over and over, eyes are horrible things happen to eyes. Well, in, you in know, Picard. <laughs> there's a visceral response to some shit in, an, in a fucking eyeball. So it, yeah. it, it did what it was supposed to do. But, you yeah. know, to the point where someone on Star Trek is like, just kill me. Just, you can't fix it. The pain's too much. Fucking kill me and be done with it. Like, that is yeah. dark, right? Because yeah. fucking Neelix had his lungs removed and he was still like, yeah, no, we can fix him. No, that's fine. Beam him up to the <laughs> ship. You'll be fine. It's good. <laughs> Just rub some dirt on it. That was old pre like gotcha journalism federation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this new federation can't fix Lux. He's like, you know what? I'm not gonna be able to get fixed. My healthcare is not gonna be able to handle this. So, you, know, you don't have enough. You can just go credits. ahead and just kill me. <laughs> you would think the United your Federation uh, health license has too many points on it. You're just uh, yeah. you're fucked. You think the United Federation of Planets would have single payer, right? But no, no, I can't. I can't cover these premiums. So uh, you know, my eyes fucked up. Just k- kill me, seven. No, so so, so right. So there's Look, that. I don't even like the character of Ichim, and I was pissed off. Oh I'm yeah, like, I don't even like this character, and I'm irritated by yeah. what you did to him. That no. was bullshit. <laughs> I was. I, I was. When it came down to Picard doing his big speech at the end of that episode about, oh no, revenge is bad. Seven, we need to go be better than that. And I'm like, no, no, Seven needs to go down there and kill that woman. Oh, she is. Oh, totally kill that woman. Death to that woman. Oh, yeah. Wow. This oh, episode uncovered a darker side of my personality than any other piece of media yes. in my life. I have it's never called, seen uh, this being dark. being a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. actually had to sit there after it was over and just sit and think about how this made me feel 
Yeah, Brian. They I was totally there. like, they yeah, broke. fuck you, Picard. Kill that woman. Yeah. They broke <laughs> Later Brian. Later on, when the cops poor, are poor interviewing us, Brian, asking man. us about when did we first suspect that Brian was a mass murderer, <laughs> we're going to have to point to this moment. Oh my God. <laughs> it happened in the third episode of Star Trek <laughs> Picard. <laughs> Picard. Michael, uh, when did you suspect? When did you first suspect? And Michael's going to rub his chin and go, do you have a subscription to CBS Online? <laughs> it all started with Ichim. <laughs> Picard was Brian's was fucking nightcrawler on a train moment. He was like, fuck it, everyone dies. I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. Apparently, yeah. men change in dark and mysterious ways. Yeah. <laughs> but, Brian, uh, to go back to your original question of when was the Federation xenophobic, when they basically said, "Oh, you know what? Um, yeah, Romulus, I know your I know your star is going to explode and you're all going to die, but you can go fuck yourselves." Because, yeah, I mean, I just don't feel like it right now. I really like we had we had yeah. some bullshit on Mars, and so you know, one planet out of yeah. the entire Federation of Planets, um, there aren't any other shipyards anywhere else. We can't ask for civilians to come help. We can't do it. No, no, no. Um, just just burn up in your burn up in your Nova. Go fuck yourselves. Oh, and, and I did you know I, that I, your planet is full of Romulans? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell are we going to save anyway? I mean, <laughs> like, let's get real about like this. It's, I, I guess it it's 10? the fact that a few years earlier, the Romulans had been this close where this is a small thing um, to destroying Attacking the Federation, destroying all life on Earth, and then strongly implied going around destroying all life on the other planets of the Federation with uh, Shinzon Scimitar. And the at the last possible moment, the Romulan government, the surviving Romulan government, said, "Maybe we don't want to do this." But they they waited until the plane was in the air before they called that one off. You know what would have made that a relevant point? If they had brought it up in Star Trek because <laughs> I, I guess yeah. that's exactly how I, 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 no. I didn't even, even question nice. it. I, even but. then, that wouldn't be relevant, right? That wasn't the Romulan people, right? You could argue that was the Romulan government, but really that was one dude that overthrew the Romulan government. Right. One dude and the entire military. No, it was one ship full of okay, a bunch of Remans. But- yeah, no, when but you're the entire military the... supported Shinzon's coup. Uh, no, they but didn't. Brian, uh, the military showed what? up to try to shoot it, to try to blow up the scimitar, and they got their asses handed to them. No, they changed their them. mind at the last possible well, moment. <laughs> Brian, after they murdered the uh, everybody. So yeah, maybe maybe they're like, oh, maybe we shouldn't stick our neck out because we don't want to get murdered like the entire ruling government of our planet. But Brian, here's the thing, though. The argument that you were making is the exact same argument that the reporter was making. And my thing is, and this is why I got a little irritated with it, was I thought Star Trek was supposed to be showing us a human civilization that had gotten past that. Exactly. I'm not saying, look, I'm all for sci-fi being a metaphor, but that's not what Star Trek is. And so it irritated me that they were showing Earth. Not necessarily the Federation, though the Federation seemed to have bought into it. No, it was the Federation. Basically. The Federation made the call. We're not doing this anymore. So, yeah. So, and and I also didn't understand how a fucking, uh, like, android outbreak on Mars had anything to do (laughs) with Romulans dying. (laughs) All the ships that they were going to rescue the Romulans with got blown up. 
And that that is another problem I have with the show is why did the Romulan ta- the Zatvash decide to? I, I see why they want to get the Federation, make the Federation anti-Android, but why would they do it in such a way that it screws their own evacuation effort? That is something I'm like, what were you thinking, Zatvash? You could have caused the androids to go rebel and kill a bunch of Federation citizens anywhere in the galaxy, anywhere in the Federation space, and you chose the planet where they were building your rescue ships. What were you thinking, it, Zatvash? You know, my, my other, my, so what Michael's bringing up is the whole Mars thing. Did anybody else feel weird when you saw all of the synthetics on Mars? It's like, oh, we kind of made a slave workforce. That sounds yeah, like yes, a little bit. A little that bit. Sounds like that, yeah. that, that felt, sounds like that. That was exactly future. what we were doing with Voyager. Voyager had all the EMHs working as a slave right. work, and, workforce. And remember at the in, end of that episode where they showed all the EMHs and they're they're making the point, yeah, this is kind of fucked up because all of these EMHs yeah. Yeah. are. So, so the slaves. data point from where we were in Voyager to where we are here fits perfectly. The continuity was well, well researched. That's actually that is actually a fair point. <laughs> it does actually show that Starfleet is not above doing it. Well, yeah. no, so well, it's, okay. It's kind of it's it's the Tony Stark Ultron. We would like to think Tony Stark would be smarter than this, but the sh- the movies have actually shown us that no, he's well, not. But the whole point again, the whole point of what Star Trek is supposed to be is that they are in fact better than this. But regardless, yeah. why you would go to synthetics when, like, it doesn't even make any sense. Because if you can use a bunch of fucking holograms, then why not use a bunch of fucking holograms? That's a whole. Well, lot you have less- to build a whole holog generator, yeah. and uh, which apparently is a pretty elaborate yeah, process. Yeah, whatever. They had um, they, they had hollow emitters through the whole fucking episode, ship of Voyager. Whatever, any bullshit. The the fucking Herogians went no, and refit uh, Voyager to put in more hollow emitters. Don't tell me it's that complicated. Oh, that's right. So that he didn't need the uh, the thing anymore. Yeah. Because we're like, oh, hey, we're just going to take over your whole ship and make it our little murder world. And uh, so we I need mean, more I, I guess We have that one was, bit of magic. Actually... We have two bits of magical science, and you're arguing which uh, that one would be cheaper than we the other. And I'm not Star really Trek. sure you can prove that on a... No, in, no, in, no. You can't okay, Brian. prove it, so what up? <laughs> Whatever, man. Whatever. Because you're like, well, well, you know, the Federation was fucked up one time, and so it's cool that they're fucked up now when the whole point of the Federation being fucked up is the antithesis of what the Federation is, right? They had Bruce Maddox come and say, hey, Data's a puppet. I'm going to turn him off and slice up his brain so I can make copies of him. And we have the whole episode Measure of a Man to say, no, you know what? We're going to sit here. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to show you that that's wrong. And we're going to be like, because the Federation might not be perfect. They stumble, but they always pick themselves up and they start moving in the right direction. Because it's always one guy who's like, like one guy or one girl who's like, oh no, this is going to be the good thing for us. And you know, we'll, but, we'll, but we'll they did pick some rules themselves up and they did move in and the right direction. It's just they're doing long form storytelling instead of 40 minute storytelling. So of course it took longer. Uh, oh, what are you saying? How they outlawed the existence of synthetic life for a decade yeah. and a half? Yeah. Yeah, that's off screen again. Yeah, yeah that's not so, that's that from a narrative point okay. of view. We jump. That doesn't make it okay. From a narrative that we're point of view, we jump straight from nem- uh, from Nemesis to that's, this. That is so. the f- that's I, fucked up shit, Brian. I I will just say this. I just want to make the relevant point that that Star Trek Voyager episode where they put hollow emitters all over the ship <laughs> so that they could have all those different time periods was actually one of the better episodes of Voyager. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I, I certainly remember enjoying parts of it. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like the Herosian. I mean, what the fuck, man? 
No, I, I did like the Herogen. I, I, I they were one of the better races that Voyager encountered that I thought were more interesting and fresh and new in a way that some of the others weren't. Yeah. I uh, to to actually get back to what we were talking about, I will say there is a type of narrative that Star Trek does, which I mean, I'm not going to say that Star Trek has never been preachy because that would <laughs> be false. <A> lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be a lie. But I've never seen them. It seemed like a lesser form of of metaphor when they were doing the gotcha journalism, when they were showing petty humans. And like, that's just not a form of Star Trek that I necessarily, because they weren't just showing it as one or two people. They were basically showing it as this is what the Federation is now. This is what Earth is now. And so you're basically showing that as a society, we've backtracked. And well, they've we never done that on Star Trek before. Rafi's son is married to a Romulan. So it's not like all the Federation citizens are anti-Romulan. No, that just makes it more confusing. Why? Pointing out one outlier I, 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 doesn't... I don't, you know, if you're, you're pointing out one outlier, that doesn't really mean anything when the policy is anti-Romulan. Right? And anti-synthetic. Like, I just didn't understand why the Federation would be so hardcore anti-Romulan. And it was off-putting. I, look, I enjoyed Star Trek Picard by a large margin. I did, but that was off-putting. It was a form of the Federation that I didn't enjoy. And I didn't understand how they got there, and I don't feel like they fully explained it, other than we got attacked by something that weren't even Romulans, so I don't know why we're directing our hate towards Romulans. That's misdirected rage, and that's a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> And I guess between the Dominion War and the events of Nemesis, I had, had no trouble believing that they would give the Romulan they would they would make an attempt, and then if the attempt turned into a huge clusterfuck, they would just say, "Screw it, it's too much work," and let so. billions and, and, of people, or maybe millions. I think the Romulans didn't. Uh, it was over. hundreds no, it was of millions. millions. No, I think yeah, it was hundreds I th- I of millions. Was hundreds of millions because they didn't but, overpopulate like hundreds we did. of millions. They did. Yeah. It yeah. was no, but here's the thing, Brian. If they had actually, other than that one interview in which they didn't actually explain why the Federation was making this decision, they never actually explained why the Federation became this way. They just said they were this way yeah. now. Yeah. And that, to me, it came off as a little bit as lazy writing because they made a big change to the Federation and I don't think they actually explained it. If they had actually made the show about how the Federation got to that point, I would have actually liked it. For what it is worth, the writers have stated that they wanted to talk about how the Nemesis and the Dominion War had changed the Federation, but it kept not, it kept feeling forced and contrived every time they stuck it into the script. So they kept pulling it out. Uh, again and again in the episode after episode until it just never was there. It just never showed up. But it well, was in their minds when they were writing it. Well, if they had actually put it in, I would have had less of fair an enough. issue with this. No, fair <laughs> enough. So yeah, that mm. was actually my oh, big issue. Will Wheaton's it. After Trek series on YouTube, amazing. I highly recommend it. It's a, what is it? Ready Room, he calls it. It's called. Brilliant review that's a, of the Actually, episodes. that's a nice name for it. I will say, though, after all of that, I do still really like Picard. I am looking forward to season two. Like I said, it was definitely more than Steve. It was well executed. It's just <laughs> not hard to pull it's, off. It's like it's like Discovery, right? Where the Federation is supposed to mean something. That's the whole point of having this show. So you have something to aspire to. And I. And I don't, so, okay, so Brian's saying that this was intentional, that they did this. I I was kind of hoping that they just hired some people that 
you know, didn't quite get the core of what Star Trek was supposed to be, the aspirational thing. And they're just like, well, you know, the, the current zeitgeist is, is, you know, this sort of dystopia. And so that's what we're going to write because that's what we think people want. But if they're, if they're actually doing that, I think, I think they're fucking up. Now, you know, I'll be here for season two and hopefully, hopefully I'll, I'll, I'll like their direction better, but still. Now, that's when we find out they're xenophobic towards Ferengi. Um, <laughs> okay, is that wrong, though? I mean, they got big ears. No, not at all. No, honestly, being, being against the Ferengi might actually be sensible. <laughs> that's the first logical thing they've ever done. <laughs> hmm. We have a website. It's scifishow.net. On that website, you can get... All of the previous versions of this show, including the first half of this discussion, episode 160. You can also subscribe to the show. We're available on all of the things, including RSS, if you know what that is. You'll find a link there. We're in all of the podcast services as well. We'd like you to leave us a review. Until next time, I'm Steve. This is Michael. This is Patrick. This is Brian. The line must be drawn here, this far, and no further. See, that was better. That was better than last time. I mean, I still hate <laughs> you, but... Yeah, two time and <laughs> I, mean, I guess you can stay on the show now. That's fine. <laughs>